Pubcast. If you're not listening to Pubcast, terrorists are winning. That's what Jay Moore says. Welcome to the Pubcast with Michelle Riley, Mike Cross, and Brendan O'Neill. Sit down and enjoy a pint. There's a county map to go with the wall of her, let's stick in the shinty bowl, the brick, the brack, the crack, and all. Let's call it an Irish pub. All right. This week, we have sort of a no-frills podcast. Uh, no real preamble discussing the week's events. No uh, game at the end. Uh, this time, me, Mike, and Michelle just talked to uh, Jay Moore. And at his request, we uh, put together a couple of ideas on some of the uh, most underrated yet highly thought of most famous things in the world. For example, the Beatles is one of the most highly thought of uh, bands in the world, most famous bands. But according to Jay, when you listen to them, they're still underrated. Or Michael Jordan, when you watch him, considered the greatest player or one of the greatest players ever, but when you watch him, underrated. And so we brought up a couple ideas on athletes and bands and musicians and movies and directors and actors and all kinds of stuff. And so this is basically just a, uh, uh, a free-form discussion uh, with that as the backdrop. Um, the three of us plus uh, Jay Moore. Um, this is a quick and easy, shorter podcast. So uh, without further ado, uh, here we go. And now, Jay Moore. Hello there. Jay Moore. What's up, Playboy? What's up, man? Trying How to are you? Like you, Dade, Dade County, man. <laughs> We've got and, Michelle uh, on the line today. So say hi to Michelle. Audio today on the radio show of Marshawn Lynch. Hey, Jay. It's the greatest sound. Hello, honey. Oh, really? It's the greatest sound I've ever heard. He said when he was a kid. He wanted to figure this football thing out. He went to his uncle Lorenzo Lynch, and he goes, fourth and one, running back on through the hole. I'm going to kiss that motherfucker on the mouth. I'm going to smell his breath, and I'm going to run through a motherfucker's face over and over and over. And he said over like 18 times. Oh. He said, that's what it's about. I'm just going to run through your face over and over and over. And I'm like, that is the essence of beast yeah. mode. I saw that, that video is, yesterday. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I that's saw it yesterday. You've ever too. Been through. That's the core of the spirit of a man. That's your Malcolm Gladwell 10,000 hours. I don't want to do motherfucker's face, kiss his mouth, smell his breath, over, over, over. And nobody in the Cavaliers has that. Nope. Oh. Nobody, in, nobody in basketball has that. Kobe had it. People wouldn't fucking play in L.A. because they want to practice with him. such a pain in the ass. I know. Larry Bird had it. What about oh, no, um, I'm, I'm saying right now no one has it in the NBA. Jay, if we start talking uh, basketball, Mike's going to hang up. Yeah, Michael, you don't know. <laughs> no, I won't gonna... hang up. I'll just, start, I'll just start a riot. You know how I am, O'Neal. <laughs> Mike's all about who? I'm very anti-NBA. Mike loves this hockey. This Mike, not and... Brendan. Well, lo- the Gold State Warriors have it. Otherwise, a guy off the bench is in the finals MVP. Yeah. Andre Godala. Why is Kevin Love out? Because Harrison Barnes went over and over and over his fucking head. You love. And knocked him out with a concussion. You love How Kevin Love. How the fuck 
I hate that book. I have How never heard anyone that? rant so hard against Kevin Love, and it's fantastic. Because I'm the only one that's right. I'm the only one that's right. <laughs> $19 million. You're seven feet tall in the paint, and the guy behind you has the fucking basketball has to jump over your back to get to the What the fuck are you It's like looking at an archery target. Here comes an arrow. Here comes an arrow. Here comes, and then he just comes over the top and fucking demolishes it. I love that. Jay, are you a baseball fan at all? Yes. I grew up with the Yankees. I love the Yankees. And then uh, Billy Martin, Anala, the whole gang. Yeah. And Joe Torre's Yankees gave us so much joy. And I said, man, if they ever tear down Yankee Stadium, I'll never root for this team again. They tore down Yankee Stadium. Yeah. And then my favorite Yankees, Don Mattingly and Joe Torre, they came to me. <laughs> Fuck it. Yeah, Every Dodgers. Did. Jay lives out there. We'll Dodgers fans. I got a great story. In 76 at spring training, Kansas City Royals against the Yankees, I was dying to get Thurman Munson's autograph, so I followed him on the team bus. And uh, I got about 10 feet onto the bus. He was towards the back, and he said, get that fucking kid off the bus. <laughs> Oh, Thank God you didn't follow a bus with planes, okay? <laughs> yeah, I want to go there so bad I followed Thurman Munson into a Cessna. All right. <laughs> you just move your name across the field. All right. I'm yeah, so glad you were this. part of a, uh, a troll. You saw firsthand the trolling uh, all day, every day, me. And then the guy uh, backs out of it like, I never fucking said any of that shit. I know. I, I, if you want to allude to somebody being a troll, yeah, look somewhere else. I'm like, my man, you're the only fucking reason we're all here. That guy yeah. was weird. So because you put my name on a fucking thing about, I'm not going to say the, whose name was, talking shit about me, and he did not. And you're like, I'm not a troll. So yeah. why would, Joe Torrey told me this. He takes David Cohn off the mound in the World oh, Series in the Bronx. That. And he goes out to the mound and David Cohn says, I feel good. Joe Torrey looks at David Cohn and says, then what the fuck am I doing out here? <laughs> That's it. That should be in Buddhist quote books. Hey, where do I know you from? Jerry Maguire? No. Picture Perfect? No. Ah, Pluto Nash? Go to it? No, no. Then what the fuck are we doing out here? Exactly. And I'm not a troll. Then what the, I'm not a troll. Then what the fuck that are you doing? That whole thing was crazy last night and this morning. I, I had to step in there because it was so stupid. That's my life. Yeah. I've been spoken about yeah. more, I think, than any other fucking comedian when I'm not around talking about people nicely behind their backs. Yeah. That's it's weird. It's a weakness being nice. Well, it's over. We need and, Peter uh, Dragon. We need, we need you to morph into Peter Dragon again. Yeah. Your dragon was that was not. a great role. When Ileana Douglas role. was on the More Stories podcast, I went back and looked at some action clips, and if I could just get the two of us to put on Twitter, and I wound up watching like five episodes. That interview yeah, with awesome. Ileana was fantastic, Jay. That was awesome. It was. It's great. You know what a Dominican face hat is? The fake sex things we had to come up with <laughs> to get past the censors. Like, how about a Dominican face hat, a two-fingered Mexican lube job, you need a license to do it. You have to be a cardiologist to perform it. That was a fun show. A lot of hours, but it was the first time I was, like, number one on the call sheet. And that was interesting because when I got shitty and crappy and I was tired, everything kind of slowed down and got shitty and sucky and tired. And Barry Katz pulled me aside and said, 
your number one on the fucking call sheet. Pick your head up and run through a fucking brick wall, man. (laughs) Over and over and over, man. (laughs) So, Jay, we did some homework for you. What are we doing today? You told us to put together some lists or get some ideas of the best, most famous thing that is still underrated. And your example was the Beatles. Yeah. Steve Gorman from the Black Crows, the drummer, he said to me, it's just a needle test. You put on any Beatles album and put the needle down anywhere on the album, you're never going to walk away. And I went, wow. Because every album's got that song where you're like, eh. Not back in black. We established that yesterday. Ah, yeah, we established that. Or Van Halen 1. Van Halen, right. Yeah, no bad ones on that. So what do you guys got? Michelle had some interesting ones. I think she should start. All right. Well, I I was a little baffled by the well-known, already heralded thing that was still underrated. Um, Are you so, still? No, I get it. She's I get it. it. But, um, but then I also had things that I thought were obscure. That people sh- that I'm almost making a recommendation around. But as for things that are well known, for my money, there's no greater rock and roll band than the Replacements. Ooh, nice. And uh, guy, here's the thing, too, Michelle. Before you uh, say something as embarrassing as Replacements again, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. not a Midwest guy. He's not a Midwest. They guy. were on He's the. So uh, they were on Saturday. Paul Westerberg was on Saturday Night Live when I was there. <laughs> Not doing yeah. sketches, just standing there drinking. Right. And Charlton Heston was the host. At the end of the show, he goes, "Thank you, everybody. Thank you, Paul Westerfield." And Westerberg leans over and goes, "Westerberg." He goes, "Huh? Westerfield?" He doubled down on the Westerfield. Charlton oh, Heston. nice. That's awesome. Um, Great job, Charlton. That Heston. We Charles all agree is fantastic. As a society, yeah. we've all signed off on this is the greatest thing, and yet. Like, Muhammad Ali is actually underrated. Calling right. him the greatest doesn't really do it yeah. justice. That's what I kept coming to with sports. I said Ali, Jordan, Walter Payton, maybe, or Jim Brown. Those type of guys. Derek Jeter. Underrated. Jeter. The first Yankee with 3,000 hits? How? What? Is Daniel, that possible? Babe, Babe Ruth, two years pitching. The other guy, two years oh, war. Yeah. Jeter. Yogi yeah. Barrett got the most home runs in World Series history. Whitey Ford, the most wins, most losses, most 10 and 8. Jeter, 3,000 hits. Wow. That's an interesting fact. All right, uh, Michelle. And also, best, best gift baskets for the ladies. Jeter, yeah. Right? I, got, I, I got nothing to say. I mean, if, if, I got nothing. I mean, other than to say, I think that... Um, well, I, I'd have to explain who the replacements were to like a pie wedge of the chart yeah. to people listening. That is true. So that takes That's them sort true. of out. Like, I then you're really, you're really, really, really not going to like my movie choices then. No, I want to hear it, but real quick. It's got to be something where the immediate response is, what? How could that be underrated? And then when you go back to it, like Goodfellas, it's not underrated. Oh, watch it again. You're going to go, holy shit. Right. Who's Anthony? All the lines are off camera, but they're important. How could you yeah. miss from this distance? Got a problem exactly. with it, Anthony? No. Hey, you got it all wrong. He's a big boy, Anthony. Let him fucking speak for himself. What you fucking say? <laughs> I don't. Give me a putty and water. Michelle, replacements, underrated. Who else? Yeah. 
Well, you're not going to like them because they're not, you know, it's not Stevie Wonder. Bring it on. For a while, I'll be you. All right. Well, my absolutely most underrated movies of all time are Lost in America, Real Life, and just Albert Brooks in general. Hmm. Uh, Albert Brooks. Hold on, hold on, hold on a minute. You fucking hit a grand slam, Mama. Albert Brooks. You got it. (laughs) Yeah. You're in. Albert Brooks. Thank you. Watching you stand up at the night show for dogs. The greatest thing in dogs in front of them. Yep. Yeah. Uh, He's modern mad. romance He's... is the funniest shit of all time. Yeah, it's modern romance. I, I love Lost in America and his first one, Real Life, which don't is like say nest egg. Don't say it. Oh, don't even say <laughs> round sticks. It was on the tip of my tongue. The nest egg. Don't even say round sticks. When he breaks up with that girl, Michelle, in Modern Romance, he gets in his porch, he fucking hauls ass down the street, you realize you see yeah. the big circle, he goes back in the driveway. <laughs> yeah, Albert Brooks, you got it, honey, you got it. You yeah, go. but that's not, you would You would have to explain who Albert Brooks is to half America, too. Mm, yeah, you're right. It's not exactly but, well known. Yeah, but, but those are knuckleheads. Thank you. Steve Martin, no. You can't do true but a dozen over and over. No. What do you guys You know got? what? Another movie I love is called Where's Papa by Carl Reiner. That's that was like one of my favorite movies growing up. Absolutely. I've got one, I but I don't know if it's underrated. Uh, it is for me, but I would say Big Lebowski. Underrated? Completely. But see, you're, you're exactly right there. You guys are both perfect. Because Big Lebowski, everybody would say, how the fuck is that underrated? Right. We'll put it on, I and know. I'll sit, it's, and we won't talk because yeah, it's on a fucking rated for the 50th yeah. time. Just the Dylan song, you go, wow, Dylan was great. I hate Dylan. This song's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Two movies, Lebowski and uh, Jerry Maguire, the two Dylan songs I get stomach. Mm. Yeah. Vanilla Sky. Class, it's all right. Vanilla Sky. Love the underrated that was, movie that, that people hated. I was hated. gonna say, goddammit. Yeah, best that. acting of his life. Best I love Vanilla Sky. Hard I love it. I love that movie, and a lot of people didn't like it. And um, the reason you made me think of it was with the Bob Dylan cover and the walking. Oh my god, that just like blew my mind when they figure it out at the end. Oh, tech support. Tech support. What was it like Dylan working Cruz. with him? I'll tell you, check. Maybe Elvis he's Cruz underrated. First time out of the gate, really, where you're just like, who Tom Cruise is completely underrated as an actor, and he got wrapped up in the Mission Impossible stuff. Yep. Tom Cruise, born on the 4th of July, was ridiculous because the wig was so bad. Oh, you can yeah. see the glue. I know he got nominated. Jerry Maguire was Oscar nomination and worthy. Vanilla Sky, though. You nailed that it. Movie sucks. Yeah, it's really How great. hard is it to act so little bit crazy that only your best fucking friend notices something's not right. Right. To everybody else, you're just a guy with like a fucking temper tantrum, but to your best five friends, what's going on, man? Yeah. Wow. That's fucking acting when you act a little crazy. Underrated? Pluto uh, Nash. Good job. You're a jerk. Pluto Nash, underrated? <laughs> <laughs> I took a shit. I had the flu uh, two years ago. I had the flu. And I was taking a bath and I shit in the tub and I drained the tub and I just, there was shit. What the in hell? My tub. What are you talking about? That was better than Pluto Nash. Uh. 
<laughs> you gotta wait for the payoff, you know? Jesus Christ. Right, right. I know. I, I jumped on that too quick. Sorry. I might drive down a dead end street. I'll just crash through that barrier over and over. <laughs> Tom Cruise was great to work with because he was nice and kind. He's not gay. He tried to convert me to Scientology. He had a good oh, time. Man. He knew everybody's names. And if you told him something that was interesting, he would ask you a follow-up question like two weeks later. It took you off your game. Like, wow. wow I'm not that interested. <laughs> that's cool that's oh, good to know every day you I mean, do a movie just, your wardrobe's waiting for you on a movie set you go to work at like 6 in the morning you get hair and makeup and you go to your trailer and your clothes are waiting for you you put them on you go to set you have a couple changes blah blah then when you're done you just it's like kids getting out of school it's like 14 hours and I used to just leave all my clothes on the floor <laughs> and then one day Tom Cruise walked by my trailer at the end of the night and he goes hey man uh is your dad racing at Watkins Glen this year? I said, no, I, he's not, actually. I'm like, Is your wow, dad what? Fucking... Is your dad what? My dad used to race, like, spec racers in the Northeast, like, yeah. and he's going oh. to race a couple races with Tom. And I was telling him, oh. my dad had a question for him about one of his cars. And then he remembered it. I was asking me these questions about racing a week after. So a week after that, he goes, your dad's still racing at Watkins Glen this year? I said, no. He's all done with the racing. He goes, hey, by the way, man. And he, like, lifted his chin up toward the clothes on the floor behind me, he goes, those girls really bust their ass. And he walked away. That's great. So you and put your clothes up You hang them up. If someone's going to be there at five, to hang your fucking stupid make-believe clothes up. Right. Uh, so you can be comfortable as a big shot. Maybe hang them up on the way out. That's what he didn't say. There's so many ways you could put that, like, fuck you. Right. Mind your business. Right. These girls really bust right. their ass. Come on, young Jay Moore. Yeah. You've got to know that stuff. Yeah, Jay Moore hangs his clothes yeah. up on the hanger with the wood. <laughs> Maybe Kenny McFarland is vastly underrated. Actually, the, I had a Tom Cruise movie that I think is vastly underrated, and it's The Color of Money. Mm. Mm. I don't know. Yeah, no, no, no. we all say no. Yeah, I don't think I'm going to be a risk bully. Yes, you can shut me down. There's no way I can do that. <laughs> the Paul Newman victory lap Oscar. Yeah, that's totally what it was. How about in the, uh, what's one with Jackie Gleason and Paul Lewis? Oh, Minnesota Fat. That's what is it. it? Yeah. Yeah. Jackie Gleason in that movie. A Hustler. Has, I think, one of. Hustler. A Hustler. It's not, un- it, I, that's underrated, but nobody knows that it's all time underrated. Yeah. Great. But Jackie Gleason, the comedian, has one word in that movie. That gives me I fucking goosebumps right now. It's when Paul Newman's just shooting him out of the fucking pool parlor and they just keep cutting to the clock. It's like 14 hours, right? And Jackie Gleason gets up, puts on his vest, puts on his scarf, puts on his coat, puts on his hat, and he puts out his hands and the guy that he's with hands him his gloves and he goes, chalk. And you go, oh, shit, he's fucking fucking him. <laughs> Talk one word, one syllable. You can't fuck with Gleason. Rachel, honeymooners underrated. Yeah. Oh yeah. We had this conversation. We had this conversation a couple weeks ago on on the podcast. We did. uh, That came up as one of the all-time great sitcoms. Best sitcom, of course. Michelle disagreed. It might be the best sitcom 
because it was the, like Flintstone. Beatles were the first. I did not. It was the I first. didn't disagree. What I said is that because it was the first, it basically invented the archetype, which is right. man yeah, is always out of his depth. Woman is always smarter than the man. It's what every commercial does today. It's condescending and insulting to both men and women. But at the time, wow. original, and it is. It is. Aren't you sick of seeing every stupid formulaic thing where the big doofy guy can't figure out how to use a dishwasher unless his wife is there to show him? I mean, ugh, I'm so sick of it. Have you yeah. been in yeah. me and Mike's house? Michelle just read Slouching Toward Gamora. <laughs> the whole book. Come on, you know but what I mean. I'll tell you this though: I would be if I wasn't married and realized I do make that many fucking mistakes. Oh, why yeah. does no, she go in the closet by the that's... stairs? Because that's where fucking shoes go. Stop leaving them around the house. Well, it's like why is there a dish in the sink? You know, they they have this commercial where the man is changing a dirty diaper on the kitchen counter, and the wife comes in and gives him that smirk on the face, like what an idiot. You're absolutely it, it, right. But I'll tell you I one thing. I can't stand it. It's the cheapest, it's the absolute cheapest thing, lowest common denominator you can get to. If I, I change it. a diaper of my baby on the kitchen counter, you could eat off of it. It's spotless. Oh, I'm yeah. the guy with linguine and clams can wear a suit and tie. I'll get a goddamn spot on me. You know why? Because I'm an adult. You see guys with their ties tucked into their shirts or flip backwards and a big napkin lobster bib? What are you, five? <laughs> you don't know, take a lobster <laughs> bib? like a person. Why do you relax a little bit? Exactly. Slow it you down. Uh, you want to use a lobster bib? Come on, Mike. No, because I'm not going that quickly from my fucking plate. <laughs> yeah. Slow the fuck down and put it in your mouth. I grew up in a big Irish family. You had to eat fast. Or you wouldn't get, <laughs> you wouldn't get anything. You're not eating linguine and clams in an Irish family. God damn it. You're right about that. You're right. Fucking right, Okay. So How about this? What? Corned beef and cabbage. I can wear a white suit and a white tie like I'm Beck. What am I? Beck might be underrated. underrated. Yeah, very underrated. The honeymooners, though, it's only one set. There's an ice box and a table. The amount of stories yeah. that came from those four walls is it's impossible, Michelle. Yeah. yeah. Right. He said to his I, wife I, with a balled up fist, you're going to punch her in the face. I agree. I'm and just saying that only because that's come since has been a poor... A poor copycat of it. That's all I'm saying. Hey, what's another that, good Yeah, but what you're yeah. saying, I think, actually pushes the honeymooners higher up. Right. Because that's what exactly. everybody follows. I would pool. say it kind of created that archetype. Exactly. Yeah. Hold well, um, on. For somebody who doesn't get the game, Michelle, you're hitting that at the park. You're hitting it. Yeah, you're hitting it. That's off. right. Uh, last one-room sitcom, was it Barney Miller? Hmm. Yeah, good one. No, 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 no. We were talked about good times the other day. You're wrong, Mike. It was Cheers. Yeah, good day. Cheers doesn't count. It's one room. There's like a ton of people in that room. Agreed. Cheers, no. Paul McCartney playing bass is underrated. Hmm. (laughs) Hendrick on guitar is underrated. That's impossible. No, I know. I don't know if that's Listen to it again and realize he taught himself he's playing a right-handed guitar upside down. And you go, sure. wow, it's even more impossible. It's true. All right, Jay. I got Goodfellas and the Beatles. You got Albert Brooks. Michelle, you're actually better at this than me, and I came up with it. I know. It's infuriating. <laughs> Damn it. See, it's the women. Albert they, Brooks. The women always know what they're doing. Oh, and uh, 
this is your life? Uh, I'm sure it would have been great if I had a fire story. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great movie. I like to recreate heaven with like no clouds or like goofy stuff. They're just walking around like the paramount exactly. lot. Exactly. I love that. I love that. And they're the confused by it too. Like, all right. Yeah. It was you know like a underrated. Yeah. What's that, Here's what's underrated. My third base coaching skills at a Little League game. Yeah, you got to go. I, I'm glad this came out. I didn't want to open with it. <laughs> All right, Mike, get out of here. I'm set. See you guys. Take it easy. No, I, I'm glad Mike brought this up because when I go to Little League games, there's so many guys halfway down the baseline. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Hold up, hold up, hold up. Yeah. You know what they call Mike out there in the Diamonds in suburban Chicago? They call him the fucking windmill. And they don't mind if your kids say it. You got an 11-year-old going, the fucking windmill. And you let your kid curse. Because when you're halfway between second and third, he's fucking waving the arm. He doesn't give a shit if the ball's already at the pitcher's mound. Just keep going. Because he knows right. he's going to freak out and throw it over the backstop. Yeah. They do. They're only nine. So they definitely throw it over the backstop. Nine. Damn windmill. Yeah. I want to check them out. And I, and I, send them kids. I send them all. You should. Why don't people steal more? You hear like uh, baseball managers go, well, we don't want to run ourselves out of an inning. All right, hold on a second. Oh, hell The no. best defensive catchers ever. I got Pud Rodriguez, number one. You can say Barra, bench. Bench. 48% is the greatest you could do. Let's say it's 50. From the three greatest to ever do it, their best years were 50% of the time on a guy that they were pretty sure was going to make a fucking run for it. Yeah. I'm sending yeah. everybody. I'm sending David Ortiz. Yeah. Hey, first time the other send them. Hey, dude, how about that home running hit, huh? It was pretty impressive. My God. We uh, <laughs> were talking about buddies and me, of mine and me. Home run derby in baseball, they should have pitchers home run derby on it. Like, you can make it more days just by adding home, a home run derby for pitchers. Because Madison Bumgarner oh, can yeah. rake. Well, we got somebody Japanese guy there. Arietta can fucking hit it out. It's okay. Put Cologne in there. How about the Cubs pitching staff? The highest ERA is 2.8. Yeah. What the hell is going on? It's ridiculous. Nice job, Cubs. You guys are rolling. Dexter Fowler finally gets a full time gig. How is that a platoon player in Colorado? (laughs) He's always been 6'6 and runs like Bernie Williams and hits like Bernie Williams. And Joe Madden's the first guy to go, you, lead off every day, baby, over and over. And, and look what happened. They're all on Molly. They're mm-hmm. all on Molly. Yeah. <laughs> Not as much as the hockey guys. I, uh, I, like yeah. the, I like guys to get popped on their way to the pool in Vegas with Molly. Like, no one's going to know that I have eight fucking doses of Molly in my little tiny bathing suit pocket. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I got to go be the king of the diamond here. Get out of here, Mike. You guys have fun. See you, Jay. The fucking windmill has to be erected. Just, you know what? I make your, make your third base box. Just put it halfway down the line. Just draw an X in your own chalk and say, just so you guys know, I'll be here waving around. I'm sending everybody. I'm going to I'm gonna go and tell my coaches right now. That but the kids don't know. Mike had a series of strokes. He's just trying to get the tingling out of his fingers. <laughs> How about that? Wouldn't, wouldn't surprise me. All right, kids, Head everyone. Head first. Bye, Michael. See ya. Later. All right, Jay, I got to put this in there. You can think about it, and maybe we can talk about it another time, if you, if I may be so bold. Throw it but down. I, 
want to ask you a question about Saturday Night Live that has nothing to do about your time on Saturday Night Live, but more about this idea. Do you think that maybe, like, you know how people say the youth is wasted on the young? Yes. <laughs> so, you know, I think, like, in, in the originally, SNL was always like, oh, we have a new class, we have a new class, we have a new class. And then it wasn't until relatively later in the run that people kind of made like 10 years on the show, you know, like Phil Hartman or Daryl Hammond, Bill Hader was on for a long time. Yeah. Keenan Thompson, I think has been on for like 15 years at this point, but Kevin Nealon. Yeah. So anyway, you always have these young people and every time you hear about somebody who had a bad experience like you or Ju- Julia, Louis not a bad experience. They say, oh, I, I didn't understand how it worked and I couldn't get on. And, you know, they were young. They Jay were very, young. very yeah. young. So do you think it would be a different story if you went back and did something like that as a man in his 40s? What? I think about it all the time. I, yes, absolutely. At 35, at 30. It's, yeah. Youth ways that are young is fascinating and correct because... Your greatest ideas are like 35, 40, 41, 42. But when you're young and all you have is like the tip of the arrow and you just go like hell like a speeding bullet, you're like, let's go kick some ass. And you make like the dumbest decisions of your life. Right. So with wisdom, like now is what I need, that goddamn virility, those big stiff erections and all that passion. Now right. I just, I just want to get home and lay down now. Right. <laughs> Right. But, and, like, they have Leslie Jones on there now. She's got to be 50 years old. I mean, she's no, old. She's, she's, she's got to be close. So, I don't know what the question is. Well, I'm just saying that, obviously, you know, that when Adam Sandler, you were, like, 21 or something. Very, very young. And they're going to 20. Yeah. And they were yeah. trying to appeal to a hipper, younger audience by getting these younger people. Oh, I see. I don't know if that's the case because yeah. I do think there's a balancing act like with the Chris Elliott, with the Phil Hartman, with the Kevin Nealon, with the John Lovitz. Like they weren't old. By that's anything. true. Chris Elliott was They weren't They weren't nineteen like Eddie Murphy or twenty three like me and Sandler and these guys. And by the way, those guys did what I did not do, and that is they just accepted, which I would do as an adult now. Right. I will wait my turn. I will hang out. And right. by then it's fucking sit around here and wait for you guys to give me a piece of the pie. Like, if I'm here now, use me. And I was told by Jim Downey, the head writer, go to office, to office, to office, to office, to office, and just do those impressions. Do those characters to guys that are at their desk. And I'm like, yeah. I'm not going to some fucking office when they're working and go, yeah. hey, I'm the guy at the taxidermy shop, but there's no animals in the store. <laughs> because, so, uh, I, I, you know, I just make it up all the top of my head. But in hindsight, that's what they don't know what you can do until you do it. Right. So I gotta write you in with sketch as this goofy Chicago guy. Because right. they have no idea you can do a Chicago accent or an Australian accent or a British accent. So right. you're right. It's a certain amount of patience that comes with age, right? But I mean, do you think the show in general, for take the person and the personal out of it, do you think the show in general might be improved if they did try to get an older older people than just the twenty one year olds? They no. tried that, though. I think they do. And I think yeah. that's when the show is great. It, look, if Eddie Murphy pops up in 19, you can't go, we'll circle back. Of course. Of course. But uh, even look at somebody like Alec Baldwin. He is neither young nor hip. 
And every time he's on the show, it's hilarious, right? Underrated. Uh, Under- yeah, yeah, underrated, Steve Martin, totally. Steve Martin's great. Paul Simon's weirdly funny when he's on all the time. Martin Short. Yeah, when you look at the Gene Domanian years and the other, the Ebersole years, like... Yeah. I, I, the best cast, I think, ever, Lauren was in there. It's not a knock on Lauren, but it was guys that just did it. If you would leave us alone, we'll do it. Yeah. And it was Martin Short, Billy Crystal. The best. Yeah. These are all yeah. middle-aged people. And the yeah. one rule they had was, but you can't ever get involved in what we're doing. Because if you pitch those sketches, if you pitch Ed Grimley to no. the tape, they're going to go, uh, so I don't get it. No, he's got his pants up high, he's got his hair, and he goes, yeah, Wheel of Fortune. And you're going to go, but what's the joke? The joke is the performance. Right. It's brilliant. Jackie Robbins Jr. Jack oh, that was my favorite. Jackie Robbins. <laughs> third greatest <laughs> of all time. Synchronized swimming. Yeah. Motivation oh. speaker. Jackie Robbins Jr. Jackie Robbins Jr. You're not mad. You're not mad. Hey, you. I know you. I know you're not angry. We hope men's synchronized swimming is in the Olympics, but it's not. I'm not. Swimmer, not a strong swimmer. That's strong, strong, strong swimmer. swimmer. Yeah, I love him so much. I love him. He's the best. The high school chess coach, Jim Belushi, was on that cast too. The high school chess coach, on to a four, on to a four. He's just pacing the sideline in the gym, and he just fucking kicks the table. Why did Jim the queen? So do you think the show is not... So what do you think about these people that have been on long-term? I mean, it seems like the show wasn't designed for that, but then the people that were on, that have done it, I don't know, like Bill Hader, he's going to... I think he's going to have a long career yeah. in doing other things. Bill right? Hader is one of the funniest people. He's so oh, bad he's, and funny. Yeah, he's awesome. Um, I think when they're I on for the long-term, show, they, they learn so much that, that they have a longer career after it. Right? Yeah, but I also think what she's saying, Michelle, specifically to Saturday Night Live, is yeah. it behooves everybody if everyone hangs out for, if it's working, let it keep working. Right. And it's a fixed pay scale. Like, nobody breaks out and gets a million dollars an episode. Yeah. You are locked into a six-year contract like you are with a sitcom. So they obviously love it, and they can do something. when It's only 20 weeks, so the other weeks of the year, they do something that fills them up so that they right. uh, creatively. But all the guys that you mentioned were on for a long time, but I think that's three people every single season of the show. Mm-hmm. I know what you're saying. Like, I think, hold on, real quick, Michelle, I think the question might be, is it a detriment when Saturday Night Live hires somebody so young? Because the acceptance well, yeah. are Eddie Murphy, and then right. I don't know even who else. Like Sandler, obviously, Spade, those guys are young. Who's the young guy on it now? Uh, they have a guy that wasn't even 21, I yeah. think. Yeah. Um, well, here's the thing. Are we watching it because of those guys? I'm not trying to Or are to we be... all watching it? No, I know what you're I... saying. I'm, I'm just, I want to give you a good answer. And the thing is, I, <laughs> it's a restaurant with a great location. No matter who the cast is, right. I got to watch Kanye because he's fucking crazy. Yeah. <laughs> I got to right. watch Seth MacFarlane because he's so brilliant. Finally, right. he's hosting the show. We can do all this. Right. He could have been mm-hmm. teaching the puppet class. Right. With, so with let lists. me ask you this. Let me ask you this. Is, is it just a physical issue, too? Is the schedule just so rigorous that you wouldn't no, no, want no. as an older man? 
No, not at all. No? Because... So if you got a job right now, you're going to be on SNL for a season. Wouldn't that just, like, destroy your family life? I mean, isn't it, like, 24 hours a day? I know what you're saying, but it's, uh, you don't go into, like, five at night. All day, you do nothing. Like, nobody's there before. Yeah. Mm. So you take your kids to school, you run all your errands, and then you just take a train at time. Yeah, I I was thinking maybe that was why it was a young man's game. (laughs) It's a good question. So to speak. But, um, I think it's a really good question. And I don't, I, I think it's one of those, like, it's like a cannonball run. We just, I know I have 20 weeks where I'm locked in and I'm going to yeah. shake the panels off the uh, space shuttle, but then I'm going to land and I'll be fine for most of the year. It's kind of a dream. Do you think day, really. someone, who is, someone who was established would ever join the show? Or is it always someone that's n- new? Michael McKeon us? joined after he was established. Right? What's that? Didn't Michael, Michael McKeon yeah. join the show after he was well-established? Yeah. Yes. I think that's the guy. But also those guys, like Billy Crystal, like they were all well-established. Yeah. And well a couple of guys that's came true. down from SCTV. That's true. Mar- yeah, March. Uh, here's the thing, I think, Michelle. It's a really interesting take you have on it. How do you know, going back to Marshawn Lynch, I'll run through a motherfucker's face over and over. And how do you gauge that in a 20-year-old on stage doing an audition? Once you put him through the meat grinder, he's like, this fucking sucks. I'm out of here. That's what I said. Yeah. Well, just wait two more weeks and we'll give you a decision about your contract. All right. Well, wait two more weeks. He's like, no. And you yeah. go, oops. <laughs> when you see Will, first sketch of what would have been my third year had they had me back. I don't know where they were leaning still was I'll never forget it. I'm laying in bed watching the show and Will Fer- Will Farrell's going, Get off the shed. Mm. Hey, good to see you. Oh my Get god. Off the oh shed. yeah. Favorites. That and is I went, one of my favorites. Oh my God, I made the biggest mistake in my life. I am yeah. not there now. I'd be that guy right there next to Will Farrell. But yeah. then you get Lauren Michael said something to us at a meeting once. He was kinda of dressing us down like we're being too loosey goosey. And he goes, if you want to be the third lead on a sitcom, there's the door. And I thought, Whoa. oh, fuck, I could be the third lead on a sitcom. Where is the door? <laughs> $25,000 a week instead of uh, four? Yeah. Okay. That's awesome. Yeah. I love that. You never want to put things in people's heads that they never would have come up with on their own. My friend Marty <laughs> lives in upstate New York. He's like maybe 60 or 60. And he went to see Bobo Brazil wrestle. At oh Nassau Coliseum in Long Island. Him and his friends were like 12. They rode their bikes out there. They chained them up. They waited for hours. Bobo Brazil pulls up in a pink Cadillac convertible, a blonde on each arm. And they take their hand out to shake. He shakes their hand. He goes, hey, you kids. <laughs> Stay in school, okay? Stay in school, okay? And when he walked away, they all looked at each other and went, we can leave school? <laughs> That's great. So I didn't know a third lead on a sitcom was available. I didn't know anybody would think that highly of me until Lauren put it in my head. Don't think of a pink elephant. <laughs> Too late. Yep. I was thinking of one the whole podcast. <laughs> All right. As you know, it's dad time. Yep. It's a half pass. We got to roll to his quarter to his balls. Is it a quarter to his balls? But as a child, we all say according to his balls. <laughs> all right, Jay. Like L-M-N-O-P is one letter. Half past month, yes. yes, according to his balls. According to his balls. A quarter to his balls. 
You guys are always fun to talk to, man. Thanks, Jay. We'll we'll talk to over you later. And over and over, I'm kicking my thumb <laughs> in his mouth. Bye, Jay. Listen to Jay's podcast, More Stories, and follow him on Twitter at jmore37. Please follow us on Twitter at Irish Pubcast. There's a county map to go in the wall, a hurl, a stick in the shinty bowl, the brick, the brack, the crack, and all. Let's call it an Irish pub. Slant upon the holy book, the only crack you get is a slap in the air. Well, I'll be fucked, I'll often burst your filthy mug. If you draw one more shot, I'll get me beer. Draw one more shot, I can't be free!